Jesse Gulev, Namaste, and welcome back to another week, another edition of the Hangam Yoga Global Online Forum. My name's Avi, and I'm here from Sydney, and today I'm joined with Avinav, who is a software engineer by profession, also in Sydney. And today we're bringing you a rather interesting conversation about how to live a happy hundred years. You know, with the pandemic coming in from 2020 and everything coming to a strange standstill, or when our lives pre-pandemic were still the same bustling daily lives, there was one goal which always stands the same, no matter where we are in life, and that's for some kind of permanence with peace and happiness. You know, this is an interesting topic about how to live happily for a hundred years or even more. And where do we even start? Abby, where, where are your initial thoughts with this? How would you initially address living a long and happy life? Yeah, well, firstly, thanks for having me, Avi. Um, it's lovely to be here. You know, I, I've been thinking about this statement since it was mentioned to me uh, as this week's topic. And um, I, I think there's, there's one thing that really stuck out to me, and that's as soon as you say, I want to live a long and happy life, and then you put the number 100 on top of it, a lot of pressure comes into the picture because um, you're kind of defining what happy and long is. Um, and what I'd say to that is two things. First is we should never limit ourselves. And the second is we should never pressure ourselves. So why a hundred years? Why not a thousand years? <laughs> as, as, as silly as that may seem. Yeah. Um, why a long life compared to, you know, a life which is highly fulfilled, you know, is extremely, it, it shares happiness with everyone, even though it doesn't necessarily reach to that hundred year mark. If you look at a lot of the people around the world, like I'm sure you have people you respect and you know, you've you've learnt a lot from their wisdom. Most of them they they seem to live a, a short burst of life and they really give back to the world and then they leave us, unfortunately. Um so without getting too morbid, I think I'd say my initial thoughts on the topic are really what drives us to the end of our lives is stress and pressure. And I think the best way that I would kind of visualize that is imagine a, like imagine a pressure cooker, you know, the things that we make, you know, different soups and rices and things in. Um, and think about the the life of the substances inside that pressure cooker as you you know you, you can't leave things within there under that kind of pressure for a very long period of time otherwise it just firstly doesn't taste good <laughs> it <laughs> tastes super weird um, but it also just it's just not how it's meant to be um, and it ultimately bursts um, and I think the biggest thing that I've analyzed in my own life um, and we can probably get into this around, you know, how spirituality comes into the picture. The biggest thing I've noticed in my life is that I feel the most tired and I feel the most um, unhappy, if you could call it, 
when I'm switching context a lot. Um, and that leads to a lot of pressure building up because you're not able to do one thing well, then you move on to the next thing, and then you forget about the thing you were doing before, and then at the end of the day, you remember what you were doing at the start of the day, and you never feel satisfied, you never feel at peace, you never feel calm, you never feel collected. And I think that is a big part in leading a happy and long life because otherwise you're just you're just running errands the whole time you're, you're you're doing chore to chore and you're like are you really living a life or you are you running around all the time um so those would be my initial thoughts um firstly to not limit ourselves and box ourselves and put pressure on ourselves and secondly that the answer to a long and happy life is how do you not live an un unhappy life i think mm -hmm. Yeah, it's interesting how you bring up the point of not limiting yourself and not putting yourself under pressure. You know, it's quite a satirical title when you add the hundred figure into it, for sure. And I think what immediately comes to mind is the common phrase we all try to live by, which is to live in the present. You know, the moment, the, the real pressure, pressure when we look at it in general circumstances, I think it comes from when we try and apply some kind of, you know, timeline or expectation on ourselves with what we need to complete uh, the next day or the day after, or what we need to complete by the end. And we're not particularly living in the moment with focus on what we need to do right now. Um, and what I picked up from what you just said there, you know, you, you went through a few different scenarios with where you're happy and where you're unhappy. So maybe we could dive into there first. What Where do you see... Or what would you maybe define as, let's go for criteria for being able to have a happy day, maybe a happy week, and then extending that further and further? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I, think, I think when it comes to happiness, we all definitely have a, a habit of attaching happiness with the future. Like, I want my happiness to last forever. I think it's not really that. Um, it's not that you get one thing and it keeps you happy forever. It's more that you're able to find happiness in every moment. Um, and there's a big difference between that. The difference is, you know, maybe you've, you've bought that, that beautiful car that you've been eyeing for forever. Um or that lovely house that's across the road that you've wanted since you, you know, 20 years ago. But now that you have it, that was your definition of happiness before, and now it's gonna change. And that's just not setting you up for success, I think. I think what is more powerful is whether you have the house or not, whether you have the car or not, you're able to be in the moment and find happiness in the moment. Because ultimately, one of the biggest truths of life is that your life is an accumulation of moments. And if each of those moments you're able to find happiness, then your life is quite happy. Um, and I think the best example of this, for, of this for me is when I'm with my loved ones, with my friends, with my family, with my workmates who I, I really you know, love and adore, we're just having a nice time together. No one's thinking, oh, I wonder if we're going to be happy three hours from now. Or, you know, 
no one's thinking about the future. We're all thinking about, we're just enjoying being with each other. Um, and I think that is the, the trick. And if you go deeper and you add a bit of a spiritual layer to this, there is this, everything, things that have already happened, they, they're there for us to learn from. You know, they're, they're really useful data and information. The things that you think will happen in the future, I challenge you, if you're listening out there, to find even two examples of when you, what you thought would happen, happened in exactly the way you thought it would. Usually it's never like that because, you know, human beings cannot tell the future. Um, and it's just, I've personally found in my life it's a very futile exercise um, to look too far ahead in the future. Um, it really puts a lot of, again, puts pressure on you because, you know, you're saying that of the infinite things that can happen, this is what you want to happen. Like you said, the word expectation, excuse me, um, that is a very, you know, that's a heavy word um, and, it, and it really grinds a person down. Um, so the future doesn't exist yet. And it's only going to exist if you make the most of the moments that lead up to the future. Um, so the future is illusion. And the past is you know, something that's already happened. So you can spend your whole time thinking about the past, but then you're not looking at the moment. And you, you miss out on those opportunities to find happiness. Um, so yeah, I fully agree with you that these are really important aspects of it. Um, to answer your question though, do you mind just repeating the, the the thing that you were specifically looking for? Yeah, so just extending it to how we can do that, you know, in a day. Yeah, and sure. how we can do that in a week. Sure, yeah. sure, sure, sure. So I would say, I find that the. I find that there's a, there's a healthy balance that you can you can apply to different dimensions of of your life. Um, the first is how do you treat the past, how do you treat the present, and how do you treat the future. So I know we just spoke through how the present is what you should focus on, yep. but there's really important data that you can get from looking at the past and even thinking a bit a little bit about the future. So what I would recommend to to the people out there and this is something that I've tried on myself is when you look at your day, firstly, try to prioritize being clear in what is the outcome that you want from the day. And by that, I mean, okay, today I want to achieve X, Y, Z and those, that X, Y, Z, there should be a balance across those things where, wherein they allow you to progress yourself physically, mentally, and spiritually. So that harmony is really important. I've definitely found in my life that when I focus only on my physical health, then sometimes my I, I lose track of the things that I should be focusing on with my mental health. Similarly, if I just focus on the physical and mental, I become disconnected from what I actually want to become, which is more my spiritual kind of well-being and growth where I'm thinking about how to become a better version of myself. So I think that's the first thing I'd say. Prioritize the present and try to find habits and activities you can do 
which are spread across these different dimensions of your life. Um, to give you quick examples, in the physical dimensions of your life, being active is very important. You know, even if it's, you know, you're locked down like all of us are today, um, being able to walk around your house even is better than, you know, doing nothing, I would say. Um, if you have enough space in your in your home, you can do a, a you know a little workout. You can do some yoga. You can do some pranayam. Um, these are great activities for your mental health and kind of your you know your intellectual growth as well, mental and intellectual growth, I should say. Um, I think reflection is important. Um, so being able to at the end of your day or at the start of your day finding that space of four to five minutes, even if it is, to just go through your day and just saying, okay, focusing mainly on your actions um, and your activities and your habits. So, okay, I think I might have approached that conversation with a bit of negativity. Why was that? And dig into it a bit. And I would recommend finding a way that you can actually think through those things, whether it's writing them down and journaling whether it's finding a loved one and talking about it with them, you know, find a way that you can express those things inside of yourself and look in the mirror a little bit. And lastly, in the spiritual dimension, meditation is just the biggest cheat code you can possibly get in life. Like for me, I started meditating 11 years ago. I haven't dropped a day. Um, and I found that it completely transformed me. And it's actually the part of my life I spend the least time on, funnily enough. Um, I only meditate twice a day for 10 minutes, um, as it's been kind of described by the master of, of Vihanga Myog. Um, and I found immense benefit even just in giving those 20 minutes in. Um, it, it rebalanced all the dimensions of my life and made me very conscious of them. So when I'm sitting at my desk, I can feel the tenseness in my shoulders and say, okay, I need to do a bit more exercise. Hmm. Um, or if I'm in a meeting and I'm noticing the energy, the vibe of the meeting is off, I can immediately notice how it's affecting my mental well-being or my mental state. Um, and it's all kind of spiritual transformation for me. And a transformation not in the sense of I now have, you know, magical powers. Yeah. Um, but I would call it a magical power in that I feel more in control of myself and that's the most magical thing um so that's the present and that's what i'd say is very important with the present with the past i would say just that activity of focusing on you know reflection um and not taking too long to reflect because then you'll become a statue you know you'll, you'll just be in one position you'll be you'll be paralyzed you'll be analyzing that thing over and over again so it's not good to be a statue but it is good to you know, be able to look at the past and learn from it. And when it comes to the future, one exercise I do find helpful is to bucket your the way you look at the future into two ways. What are your hopes for the future? And what are your fears? And by looking at those two buckets, you can really start to... It's a very worthwhile kind of reflection exercise. Um, you know, in, in the philosophy of Vihanga Myog, um, the master always tells us to, to, to focus on the present. The present is the most important. Um, but it's also important to have direction. And by 
being clear in what your hopes and fears are for the future, even if it's just three three dot points, and you do this exercise maybe every month or every few months, it'll give you some direction. Um, and it might be as simple as, my hope is that in three months from now, I have been able to learn these skills, or I've been able to um, become better at this, or I've able to be, be able to form this habit. And your fears might be, I have tried to form this habit so many times, but I haven't been able to. And then the, the, what you do with that information is, okay, I have this hope, so I really want to do it, but I have this fear and I'm not able to. So why is that? Um, so I think they're typically the tools that I utilize. Um, and the last one is really just feedback. Um, you know, being open with people like, hey, this is my goal for the next three months. And this is the actions I'm trying to take. Can you, can you let me know how I'm going? Because um, I think it's important to be humble in the sense of you, we don't know everything about ourselves until we've reached a certain spiritual state. So until you've reached that state, it's totally okay to depend on people outside of you to analyze, oh yeah, like, you know, I think you've been doing better, but you, you still wake up late. You know, yeah, you're not, you're not doing that yet or whatever. And a bit of honesty is, is really important. Um, so they're, they're the main things that come to mind when it comes to the things we can do day to day um, to, to progress. Yeah, what I find really interesting with that whole process you just mentioned there. So it seems that the unit of time that we might use, whether it's a day, a week, a year, it's not as relevant as how you approach each moment because all of those units of times are just constructions of these moments. And what you said was having a balance of how you, well, having different approaches to the past, the present, and the future, but ultimately being balanced inside across your physical, mental, and your spiritual states. Yeah. So that harmony, I think, is absolutely vital for you to you know be at peace and be happy with how you're progressing and i wanted to talk a little bit about what you said in the future part so having a sense of direction i mean that's vital but i found it interesting you said you want to address your hopes that makes sense so maybe your goals but fears so i wanted to dive a little bit more into fears because what, what do you find is useful in addressing your fears? And I want to add to that with, you know, often when we're the opposite of happy, uh, it's when we're feeling bad about us not doing something correctly, even if it's something as little as, man, I wanted to exercise today. Uh, it's now the sixth day of lockdown and I still haven't started what I said I would. But, you know, having that sense of acceptance and continuing to try, changing your habits these things start coming to mind. But if we go back to fear and we go back to the need to accept your mistakes, you know, what are your thoughts on that? How do you think this contributes to the overall peace and happiness that we have? Yeah. Well, fear is definitely a, a painful emotion. Um, it Fear is the emotion that makes it hard for you to move forward yeah. um, because it's, there's a constant gravity against you, which is, you know, pulling you back or telling you no matter how much you try to move forward, you're going to be stuck in a bubble and you can't 
get out of that bubble. And I think my answer to this question is actually just one sentence, and that's a spiritual life. Being more spiritual in your life makes you fearless. Um, like if you told me today, hey, Abby, I want you to to learn how to do gymnastics. And then I want you to do a handstand on the top of Mount Everest. First, I would ask you why. <laughs> why, why you want me to do that? Um, but secondly, I'd say, sure, I can do that. Um, just give me some time and I'll, I'll do it. And the reason that I can say that so confidently is because confidence in life really comes from knowing yourself really well. Knowing what you can do, knowing what you can't do. And I think what I've found in my life is that the more in touch I have become with myself through the practice of things like meditation, um, particularly meditation, being surrounded by you know, people like you and this community where we meet and we talk about spiritual topics, I think I've discovered that nothing, there is very few things that you can't do if you just collect all the energy in your body and focus it. And that is really the key thing though. Are you able to collect your energy and focus it? Um, because, you know, in my life, I'm currently a software engineer, like you mentioned at the start, but there's a, a lot of different roles that I play in different aspects of my life, as we all do. Um, and if I was fearful about those things, then I'm sure that my life would be a lot more unhappy. And it has been, definitely. I'm no, you know, it's not like I started meditating and then suddenly I became like a fearless hero. Um, but once I started meditating, I became more conscious of, okay, so what are my fears? And if I'm fearful of if I can achieve something, then I found that the answer is, okay, I'm just going to take all that energy that I'm wasting in my fears and focus it on doing the best I can. And sometimes I don't achieve that goal. You know, it, it's very, very much the case. But even if I don't achieve that goal, when I look back on it, I don't feel any regret. And I don't feel any sense of sadness because I know that I put my all into it. And somehow it feels to me like if you take all your energy in your body and 0% of it is wasted and 100% is focused on your goal, if you don't achieve your goal, you don't feel sad. I've definitely found that in my life. And if I could tell you why, then, you know, I have no idea. <laughs> but I think, I think it's to do with there is an intuition that grows inside you that, okay, I put all my effort in and I did the best I could. There's either something better for me coming up or this was just not meant for me for reasons X, Y, Z, which I'll discover later. And I truly do discover those reasons later. There's been, times, there's been times in my life where I've been really eager to achieve a goal. Um, I can talk about my professional life for a moment where I really wanted to you know, enter a new role, um, but I wasn't able to for like a year, year and a half. And it made me unha unhappy because I was working so hard um, and I was early in my career really working hard. But when I, you know, when it finally happened a year and a half later, it happened in a way where the happiness that I got was just exponential. 
Because what I found is that when I had an expectation that it should happen now, 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 I was actually really unhappy and I was not focusing on giving my all. And when I was, when I started focusing on giving my all, it felt like everything just fit into place and I didn't expect anything. You know, at that point I'd almost kind of given up like, okay, I probably won't get this role. Um, and that's okay. Like, I just want to learn. I'm going to focus on the moment. I'm going to do the best I can. I'm going to try and become the best engineer I can. And then finally, when I, when I got that role, it was a pleasant surprise firstly. And secondly, everyone celebrated it because they all agreed that I was ready for that role. And, you know, it felt like everything had come together. But if I got it a year before, then I think I would have ended up in a place where I got the role, but I would have been unsure if the people around me think that I deserve that role. So I think what I found in my life, especially if you imbue spirituality into your life, that as long as you put the right effort in and don't focus on the outcome, the outcomes which do come to your life are exactly the ones that will give you happiness and the ones that will give you that platform to then evolve yourself to that next version of yourself and your next version, your next version. Because I think life, you know, you can focus on life as being milestones. Like, okay, I want to get this, I want to get a car, then I want to get a house, then I want to have a family, then I want to have a child, then I want them to have a house, then I want them to have a car, then I want <laughs> them to... Like, you can do, you can do that, yeah. right? Yeah. But you can also focus instead not on those kind of outcomes of, of the real world but focus also on, on the outcome of how can i improve myself and if you improve focus on improving yourself in every moment you live there comes a point where you know your the way you look at life is so enriched with you know a, just a different perspective that you are able to find happiness in every moment and you, you reach a state of just completeness, um, which the yogis call, you know, many different things. Um, but you know, the, it's a question of what is life about? I think, is it about milestones, which are, you know, outside of you or are they about kind more about internal exponential growth? Um, because, what I would say is, even if you achieve all these milestones in your life, if at the end of it, you're still a bad person, then what have you really achieved? Right? Um, so, yeah, I think that's what I, I don't even know if I answered your question, but <laughs> I think that's my reflections at this stage on that question. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I think, uh, that's really, in, that's really good because, uh, that's a really good perspective to land on for our initial topic because i think we've gone through uh, our stages and broken it down to exactly the tool you need to achieve that peace and happiness across your life and that's about being focused on growth and not on outcomes and using outcomes as a way to learn and a word came to mind as you just explain the need to continually grow and become better and better through each moment you know if you just really picture it with whatever imagery may come to mind when i say the word ever growing you know it's just a limitless 
it's an ex- it's an excellent like image of human potential and what we can do if we focus on growth because at that point results will come to you success will come to you outcomes will come to you and you've touched on this a few times today about how meditation you know the practice of vihangam yoga meditation facilitates this so what i wanted to conclude on today is to just understand from you how has vihangam yoga meditation helped you have the ability to focus on growth and to actually grow rather than being affected by outcomes in a negative way sure i think the first thing is it's very beneficial in life to have a master and i say that because i am the first one to say that i don't know everything um and i i think having a master in your life what it gives you is peace that there's always someone you can ask um and you know master the word master and the word guru is very much the same in our, in the philosophy of spirituality and in life we have many gurus um but there's a certain guru who is kind of the master of you, you know this internal journey that we all go on in life of growth and of being able to recognize the different dimensions of your life and how to evolve yourself with vihangam yoga i think what's changed for me is rather than asking myself can i achieve this i now ask myself how far can i go yeah. i think that's the biggest change that's happened in my life because you know these days I I know I can achieve my goals because I have control over myself because of the the grace of my master and the practice he's given me. I have high high confidence that I can achieve my goals. I'll do whatever I can to 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 work as hard as I can as humanly possible um to to put myself in a position to achieve those goals is what I should say. Um and if I do achieve them that's great. If I don't achieve them I've still evolved myself. and i think in my life my goal is now more around internal growth because i've realized that for me if i can grow myself internally then all the things that i want to achieve in the external world they become very easy um because no matter what you want to achieve in the external world um it's you who's doing it and if you are an evolved you know highly capable highly emotionally intelligent person then you'll be able to achieve all these things anyway and they're just kind of stepping stones um so with vihangam yoga nowadays what i found is after i meditate and i i reflect on my day all i ask myself is what can i do better how can i do better how can i do better and there's always a way um and when it comes to what am i capable of i think i've noticed it's limitless and there's nothing special about me i think everyone is capable infinitely capable because there's an energy inside of us that we never get the chance to recognize until we go on the spiritual journey which is truly you know just humongous and infinite um and when you tap into that energy source then everything becomes within your reach you know all you tell yourself is oh okay so to do this i need to do xyz Cool. I'll do those things and when you do x when you do y when you do z nothing else in the world exists. All of your energy is focused on the one thing. And 
that's how you become an ever-growing person i think you you don't you know you don't focus on anything other than you know what what you can do in the moment and how you can improve in every moment so i think the hunger milk has changed everything for me um in by making me question what i'm capable of um and and helping me see that i can i can do things that i didn't think i could yeah wow it's 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 truly uh it's truly fascinating to understand how this scientific technique for you know 20 minutes a day is able to help us completely become so subtle as a being and to understand that focusing on just growth and aligning to that energy that's the way you're able to progress forward and achieve what you look to achieve i think today our conversation has really landed on the simplest solution if i could say or the most simple way to look at it for how you can be happy and how you can lead a life where you are at peace you know we went through a few different perspectives and landed on the most important thing which is to focus on growth to be an ever growing person and to not worry about outcomes you know the physical the mental the spiritual harmony all of those things and the events that happened in the past that are happening right now in the present and that may happen in the future we don't need to complicate our perspective with those besides the few you know important points which abhinavji discussed with us today on you know having a direction and being in the moment and learning from the past but ultimately the the practice of meditation and the ability to center yourself on being focused in the moment and being focused on trying to improve yourself i think that's how we're able to reach a happy 100 years although as he said a thousand is even possible if you keep the approach away from a number and purely on the process but that's all from us this week we hope you're staying safe as things are slowly turning to a positive uh, situation everywhere in the world and we'll see you again same time next week jess gurudev and namaste from everyone here